What's up guys, David here and welcome to the FitPro Daily. A new week means a brand new topic. And this week, we're gonna focus on being a one-man band and overwhelm. Because this week, we're starting off with Hugh Phillips coming on to share his experience and his knowledge of running a very successful one-man band operation. Who has his own special unit where he trains clients one-to-one or in very small groups. And he's been doing this for a number of years now and it's going really, really well. So I wanted to quiz him and have a little bit more of an understanding understanding of what it's like working as a one-man band, what things we can need to work on, what things we need to look out for, because it's very different going from a one-man band to having a setup like we do where we have a number of staff. Anyway, let's dive into this week's guest interview. Hey guys, David here and welcome to the FitPro Daily. Today's one is a little bit different and actually every time we do these guest interviews with who, I always seem to be literally with him. Everyone else, it seems to be I'm doing it over Zoom or some other way, but actually every time we do it with who, we're literally with each other. Just to let you know as well, there's a session going on behind us in the gym, so we're just trying to combat two things, show here around the gym and then talk about what we're going to talk about today. Today though, is how to not get overwhelmed as as a one-man band, as a single person who has to almost wear all the hats, which we did talk a little bit about last week. So, Hugh, welcome back to the I show. Nice, nice to see you. Nice to see you again. Nice to see your facility. Wow, it's fab. Yeah, it's really good. Really yeah, good. yeah, so it's coming on. So, the last time we spoke was before lockdown. Yeah, of course, yeah. How has business changed as a, as a one-man band between then, lockdown, and now? Has, has it changed much? Um, yeah, I think I think all those change, doesn't it? You know, but um, business-wise, for me, the business itself hasn't changed. Um, obviously, I shut. I shut. I had no options. Yeah, I yeah, shut. Yeah. I, I completely shut my doors. Um, I did a little bit online, um, which isn't my cup of tea, really. Um, so kept ticking over there. But as soon as we were allowed to open again, I was back to full, back to full pelt. You know, um, I think people were ready. Yeah, people yeah. were ready for it. They either were or they weren't. Okay. You know, that was my experience. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're back. We're back. Okay. So something we talked about last week was with Tanya. Tanya came on to talk about mindset and stuff. Yeah. As as a team here at BK9 Fitness, there's quite a few staff members and all this type of stuff. How did you find it as like the sole person? How did your mindset kind of stay strong throughout those tough times? I think yeah, yeah. I think it's it's hard here. It's hard. It's hard. You've got to have the right people around you. You've got to have the right. I, I'm not using words like support networks, but if you have the right strength, I mean, my age helps, I think, you know, what I've been able to be through it over the years, yeah, yeah. you know, with, with, with my previous my previous life, but it's about having that faith and belief in your in your program as well, in your systems, in your, your training philosophy, in your sort of um, general lifestyle philosophy is, if that's strong and you believe in it, I think that gets you through, um, knowing that there will be an end. Yeah, there will be an end at some yeah. point. I know it's still a little bit in the air, but yeah, it's just having that belief and having that strength of character really to um, to stay stay true to your. Okay, so let's stay with those struggle elements then at the minute. As a one man PT, as a one man band, and it's going to be a lots of people maybe in that same situation after either getting started or they've been the one man band for quite a while. What are the biggest struggles that we need to kind of know about as one man band so we know what we need to focus on? For me, for me, it is knowing what my weaknesses were, what I'm not good at, or what I don't enjoy. And I, get, I know people always say about you know working in weaknesses. And I have a different view. I think we should ditch, we should ditch our weaknesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it, no, I'm okay doing um, doing life like this. 
but sitting down and writing and writing prose, so creating a canvas and stuff, it's just not my thing at all. Well, I was doing that, you know, but then now, now I've got somebody else that's doing those sort of things. So all the tasks that I really see no value in. I know it's like a value pyramid or whatever we call it, but those sort of things, again, I was trying to learn Canva, I was trying to learn about Facebook, I was trying, and I thought, well, I don't need to know all this sort of stuff, I'm happy as doing this coaching and doing this so now I get people doing that side of it for me. My, my books were a mess, you know, I don't have a lot of turnover of stock, but they were a real mess because they were just pile of papers. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know in the drawer, yeah, at the end of the year then I had scrambled to try and put some sort of order to them. Um, so I've got somebody doing that now for me. So all of a sudden that's in complete order, which takes a bit of declutter away. It's all about decluttering for me. So if you're kind of in that position now where you are, like you said, wearing all those hats, doing the social yeah. posts, the bookkeeping, the coaching, the lead gen, all this type of stuff, at what point is it the right time to relinquish some of those tasks? Do you need to be at a certain income level or do you need to be at a certain stress level to say, you know what, I can't do those tasks anymore? Yeah, I, I think I think every different day. For me, it was time. I value time, time as yeah, in time yeah. off. You know, and when it was impinging on as much time as I wanted to give, when I was giving more than that, then it became that time. Right? You know, this is this isn't. I want to run a professional business now. Yeah. It's not a. It's not um. It's not a hobby or a sideline or a little bit of a you know a play. It's a professional business. I like to run it happy and relaxed, and the sessions are a bit of a Mickey take. You know, but the business side of it has to be professional. Yeah. You know, otherwise you're going to sink. And that's the point where I realised, right, okay, I now have to, this is my full-time job, and has been for two years now, so I need to professionalise that side of it. And I wasn't good enough or willing to learn that side of it enough to do it, so it was time to outsource, you know. Yeah, so how do you know what is the right task or what is the first thing you should outsource? Is there a certain, like, enjoyment, I really hate this? That's the most important thing, or how, how do you decide what is the first thing to outsource? For me, for me, it was right. What, what do I do? It was literally pen and paper. What don't I like doing? What am I no good at? You know, write that all the low, say low level. I don't like to use that term, but all the stuff that's got done, but it just didn't have any value for me. So, all those little low level stuff that I could write, all of a sudden, then you see a little bit of wood for the trees. Then, so but, but one by one, and I haven't done it all yet, it's not quite as easy as that. But taking all the stuff that I really don't like doing, it really just doesn't float my boat. I'm just getting rid, getting rid of all that sort of stuff, you know. It just frees up so much time to allow me to do the stuff that I am good at, that I am comfortable doing. Cool. So as as the single person, then there's like so much content out there. You've got people like me talking about Facebook ads and social media and stuff. Yeah. You've got other people talking organic and client retention and kits and all kinds of different stuff. How do you, as the one man person, has to do everything? How do you judge which is the most important thing that you need to focus on? Yeah, it's a judgment call, and it? it's again, it's what you feel at the time. You will make mistakes, but one thing, one thing I've done, and we've just had, had sort of forty minutes there, yeah. is to reach out to people. You know, it took me a while to do that because you know when you're the one man band, you're especially when you think that you're in control of it all, and yeah. nothing bothers you, and nothing, nothing worries you. And you know, I'm lucky I'm not particularly a worrier. But there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. But reach out. There's people that'll help. There's people that'll help. You know, I help a lot of people outside of the gym, but I wasn't sort of willing to go and get that help. You know, I've, 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 we've had I've learned more now in the last half an hour. Yeah, that I can take away because I don't have that sort of circle to talk to. But reach out. There's people out there. Everybody will help. There's nobody that will say no. Or 
very, very few people that would say that would help it. Okay, so let's go back right, right, right back to the start. Maybe we've just qualified as a, a fit for as a PT. Yeah. And like, I know your setup, it's one-to-one, kind of higher end with your own amazing facility in the back of your garden. It's like such the perfect thing for most people. How does someone kind of get started with finding new clients and actually set up a business? Again, it, for me, it's, just, it's word of mouth. But I think word of mouth is still one of the most powerful yeah. tools. You know, I started off by helping somebody out. Um, I had no intention of getting back into it again, helping somebody out to get a job. And then that person then uh, got the job and then said, well, a friend of mine, one became two and two became four. And I started off in my basement. Started off in my basement, you know, um, the, the most basic of kept. Didn't have a floor, it was mud. It was a mud floor, you know, you would struggle, Dave. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was I was okay, but you know, but again, you've got to you've got to cut your club. You know, and I built my, my place up over five years now. And it's about keeping just keeping control of the costs and stuff. But getting clients was literally word of mouth for me. I haven't spent any money on advertising. Um, but it was uh, word, word of mouth by providing the service. Yeah. It's all about the service for me. It's all about what you provide and let that do the talking. That makes sense. No, that makes sense. So let's flip, let's fast forward a couple of years because we were chatting in there about your decision to maybe not get a unit where yeah. I, I was 100% clear I'm going to get yeah. a unit. So say if someone's been training someone in their garage or down the park and they've yeah. got a decent client base, how do they know or how can they make the right call whether getting a unit or getting a team or building something really huge is what they should be doing or would they just rather have more of a lifestyle business that works for them? Again, I mean, they need to speak to someone like yourself, Dave, to get some real clear guidance and clarity about what the costs are going to be. And are they willing, able, or in a position to go and do that? You know, I, I, I came down, I was having an hour all the time, all the time. One month, I've got to get a unit because I want to get, I need, I need more space, I need more. Then it was like, oh, the costs. And I'm back and forth, back and forth. But I'm, I'm absolutely clear now, the costs for me at my time don't outweigh yeah. far away any potential benefit so we get some real um professional this what's the word i'm looking for outside help and not your mate down the road who, yeah. who says yeah go for it go for it you're doing great go for it go for it you're doing fab because there's a whole lot of other stuff involved yeah. you know it's not just a case of find the unit put a bit of kit in and start it's that's not if you get a proper business plan from somebody who's outside of your social circle yeah. because you need you need you need real advice here, not um, mates, yeah, over it advice. Yeah. So let's let's say um confused with that question I'll ask questions <laughs> um, uh, I don't even know what I was gonna say now. It was something about a unit. Yeah, so You've decided that you're yep. wanting to run a lifestyle business, yes. which is a business that works for yes. you. And now yep. you were saying like you don't work Wednesdays at all. No, that's right. Yeah. How important is it for somebody out there compared to someone like me who has this and I've got to be on my staff's back, on my clients' back, on my everything to make sure it's going? How different is a lifestyle business to actually be? You've been there. Yeah, you've yeah. been working 50, 60, 70 hours a week yeah, yeah. compared to now. I don't know what you work 20 hours a week or something. In, in in the business is is probably about fifteen hours, but I work on the business quite a bit outside. But yeah, no more than about 35, 40 hours tops in total. Yeah, yeah. Less than that probably. Um, but I, you have to make that clarity, and that's the overwhelm bit for me. I wasn't sure. I think overwhelm only kicks in when you're unsure 
which path you want, yeah. that's when overwhelm kicks. When you're clear, even though the work might still be heavy, you're clear what you want, so there's no confusion, so you're not sort of dashing around trying to fix everything and nothing. You know, you're clear on what you want to do, and then the whole thing then becomes that much more, you know, when, when you know exactly right. So I'm no longer wasting time, effort or money chasing that one, because I don't want to do that anymore. I'm absolutely clear. But when you're not clear, you will dip your toe into different things. Yeah. You know, and then that's when it becomes that's when overwhelm for me kicks in. It's like I'm juggling so many plates. Well, okay, let's take five of those plates away, and I'm only juggling five plates now. Yeah, yeah. You know, rather than trying to juggle. So if we look back at somebody who's just getting started again, then like we've all been there. We used to work with anybody. Someone says they were going to pay us. We work with them. But now, like you have your specific audience, which makes it a lot easier for you. How important is it, especially for a one one man band, to have a specific target audience that they only work with? I, I think it's vital, Dave. I think it's vital. Um, it's not easy to do. You know, like when we started, like we, we spoke earlier, you know, I would train people at two in the morning if they asked, yeah. Sunday afternoon and all sorts. And I think that's probably okay at the start because you're building up that sort of clientele um, and cl building up that sort of um, uh, notoriety, if you like, or whatever the word is in your, in your area. But at some point, that has to be outright. This is what I want to do. This is who I want to work with because you become a jack of all trades and people are looking at you with, well, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. You know, I know some people do it. There's PTs that are also sports massage. And I'm thinking, you've got all these qualifications. And I guess it's only my viewpoint. I walk in gyms and I always look at the qualifications. You see a PT qualified in everything. And our first question I ask is, well, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, you've got qualifications. But what is what? Who who do you want to speak work with? What what's your speciality, if you like? Yeah. I think you have to drill down and just get that target market, so people know. Like you're very again going back to very clear what you do, and also I think we're going to touch on it now. For me, it's about protecting our energy first and foremost. You know, if we burn that out, then it doesn't matter what we're doing. You know, the whole pack of cars will come down. Because that's something I want to dive into next. So. You've kind of got to a point, maybe like the point you're at now, where you, you have availability to take on another trainer, yeah. or you're going to bring somebody else into your business. How do you overcome the fear of them kind of going against or doing it different to how you would do it? Because you've built this reputation. Yeah, yeah. People in Swansea know who, who Phillips is. They know what they get. Yeah. And you bring somebody in who maybe changes it all up or messes it around. How, how much of a, a worry is that? That, that's that's the big worry for me, and it's still a worry. You know, none of this none of this is perfect, but for me, that is the real concern: is a finding somebody with the same standards, which is hard, with the same work ethic. You know, all these different things is hard, and finding people in general is quite hard down our way at the moment. But finding people with standards is 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 probably my number one my number one worry. It's the only thing that sort of. It doesn't keep you awake at night because I don't have a problem going to sleep. But it's the, it's the one thing that's on my mind when I'm thinking about taking somebody on is, am I going to find that person? <laughs> so for people who maybe are not as experienced with coaching and training as you, who are going to take somebody on, when you're at the point of taking somebody on, how are you going to ensure that they do follow your your philosophy, your way of coaching, your way of getting results to your clients? Yeah, again, again for me, and I was lucky in my previous life. All I did was, was manage people. And I think it's that clear dialogue, and a clear plan. You know, 
clear uh, system written up if you like I'm, I'm a, like i like physical documents as well so if something's written up this is what we do yeah this is how we do it you know so they are clear you clear there's no there's no gray areas you know this is absolutely how we do it and conversations constant conversations like we do with clients hopefully you know is having that constant open communication which is right for us okay so to finish then, is there any other things, the person, the, the one-man band, the person that does it all, is there any final tips for those type of people out there watching, listening, maybe even reading this, you think they should really know or understand or just things that they can work on? There's two, there's two big ones for me. One, look after yourself first. This is my, my own view. Look after yourself first. Look after, protect, I keep using this phrase, protect our energy. If we aren't at our game, I mean, and again, physically, training-wise as well, make sure that we're in good shape. Because if we're not physically and mentally fit, it doesn't matter what else we do. You know, it'll come across to clients. Yeah, it'll come across when you're dealing with social media or with, with, and all the other things you've got to do. If we are not um, energised, then it doesn't matter what we do. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fail. And learn and outsource quicker than I did. Get people in to help and reach out. The three big ones, protect the energy, <laughs> outsource and another big one is, is to reach out yeah just drop notes to people everybody will help and if they don't then they're not they're not, they're not the right they're not yeah. the right fit anyway but you know i could drop you a message dave and a couple of texts later something will trigger yeah, something, yeah. you know and i i do it as we spoke earlier i do it a lot with pts down my way but i'm the world's worst at reaching out for help yeah, as well yeah, because yeah. it's like oh i i I'm, you know i'm i'm in my 50s i know i know what the I do, but we all need help in in some areas, and there's help out there. So, but protect your energy, outsource. <coughs> yeah, to go back on that note, that that protect your energy thing, yeah. and that comes back to having that target audience. We chatted about this earlier. It was like make sure you actually train the people that you actually want to train. Yes. Don't just work with everybody and anybody because if you're not protecting the energy, like who's saying, and you wake up every Thursday morning and you're like, oh, I've got that one person I hate doing the sessions, it's the biggest drag ever. That's oh, just going to affect not just that session, but it's going to affect, like you say, your energy, your motivation, and probably the rest of the day. The rest of the day. 100%, 100%. And then maybe two or three days before that session, you're already thinking about it. So if you have clients, you've got things in your business that, that don't fit, just fire them, get rid of them, remove 100%. them from the business. Yeah. 100%. And I've got, I, I this, uh, I'll try not to be too specific here, but I had somebody who was paying me an awful lot of money to come uh, every month. Uh, and they lasted two sessions because they were late twice. And totally not disrespectful, not just to me, because I'm, I'm past all that, yeah, yeah. but to the whole process. And, and I said, look, forget it, just forget it. Because I'm not sitting here thinking, A, are you going to turn up? B, are you going to be late? Are you, are you going to do anything? Are you going to listen to anything I'm saying? I'm not stressing out, not even for 400 or pound a month, which is what they were going to be paying me. So no, they had to go because the, the cost of that money coming in, I guess my energy going out, it didn't add up for me, so they had to go. And uh, the flip side of that is this person comes in, they pay this vast amount of money, they don't do the work, and then they're, they're down on their friends, oh, I trained with who, and it wasn't very good, and I didn't get any results. It's like... Exactly. That's not fair because you didn't do so. Which all links back to protecting your energy. Yeah. Is if you're putting everything in, that person has results. So you put all your energy in, there's no results. The downside is you're, you're struggling and your business is struggling. So, number one, above all else, 
Good, I keep saying it. I will always keep saying it. It's protect, protect your energy. Cool. Okay. And if we go back to the third one, reaching out and speaking to somebody. If somebody is watching this, they're listening to this, maybe they've read the blog that follows up on it. If they want to get in contact with you and have a chat, can people reach out and have a chat? And it's one of the things that I really love doing, did really love doing is help them, which is what we are, it's what we do anyway. Yeah, as yeah. PTs, as gym owners, it's what we do. But I just love helping people um, if I can offer, offer something. It may just be one thing. That yes. might be that, that day. So I try and do every day I try and do something for somebody. You know, and I log that in my little diary as well. You know, I log that in that do something good and impact somebody positively. So if I can help anybody at all, yeah, absolutely delighted to. Of How did they find you? I'm on Facebook, Amy Phillips and Coach DHP on Instagram. Um, so a lot of people my age on Instagram, yeah. not, not many, not many, but but yeah, and then direct message, I'm happy to have phone calls. I had a couple of phone calls after the last time we spoke. Yeah, yeah. It's probably two years ago now. Um, so yeah, more than happy at any point, at any point. Something I really, really, especially youngsters, yeah. youngsters, I love helping youngsters, giving them a helping hand up. You know? So yeah, anytime. Good, appreciate you coming on today. Thank Thanks a lot, Dave. We'll see nice you again. Up. Appreciate it. So that was Hugh Phillips giving us an insight into what it's like running a one-man band setup, really successfully doing really well, and the type of things we need to look out for when it comes to overwhelm, really overthinking, and what we need to do to kind of move out if we want to really scale up, or if we should just stay and have a nice lifestyle business. Going to leave it there for today. Tomorrow we're going to look at five different things that you need to focus on if you are a one-man band. But until then, enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll speak to you all soon. Cheers.